The College Experience College Football Inventational Preview featuring the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors, including the crew from SGPN. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthanvegas.vegas. That's betterthanvegas.vegas. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Yes, yes, Woo-wee. welcome, welcome to the college experience, college football invitational matchup preview between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. My name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick, and we are picking the invitational. The quote, quote, Texas Rose bowl, the Texas dude, they couldn't have played this outdoors they couldn't have done Frisco. They couldn't have done Frisco. I had to do that dumbass dome. Uh, if you're wondering who the other voice on the mic is, it is my partner in crime. You know, if I'm, uh, if I'm thunder, he's lightning, you know, if I'm Clyde, he's Bonnie. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, if I'm Batman, he's definitely Robin. <laughs> Can we keep going? Look, I'm Barry Sanders. You're Thurman Thomas. All right. I started over you. <laughs> oh. College, not, not. But yeah. who who who's remembered more? All right. Well, I played in Super Bowls. You uh, you didn't. What do you think about the Randy Moss Jerry Rice thing? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you that in a second. If you're wondering who it is, it is. Give it up for former JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, Oklahoma's about to go up 38 to 13. Jeez, early in the third quarter, still, I guess, midway through. What the third a shit quarter. game. What we could have had a playoff, Pat. A doink. We could have had a playoff. He scores on this. That's out of bounds. Oh. Uh, no, but Randy complete. Moss, what do you think about Torello? Randy Moss saying Torello Owens and him are better than Jerry. Well, Ross. Randy Moss has never been known for his intelligence. Um, he wouldn't go over the middle. Like rice rice would go over the middle a lot more. I remember like Moss was dying and he said, like, I changed the way the game was played, which is true. 
I do think he helped change that. Well, but, but I would also say Jerry Rice helped change that with the West Coast offense and the fact that he would go over the middle all the time. Absolutely, dude. The stats aren't even comparable. Uh, the Super Bowl wins aren't even comparable. Yeah, and Jerry Rice was amazing when he was like thirty-six years old. That Jerry Rice yeah, continued to dominate the league when he was like ancient. went to the Super Bowl with the Raiders. Plus, Jerry Rice has a, a picture of himself with a Popeye's chicken helmet on, with a, <laughs> a chicken wing attached to the face mask. And his son is is fucking balling for Colorado. Although no. Randy Moss's son isn't he? Uh, he's uh what? Yeah, he's I, I, is he on the Redskins? He was on the Redskins. Tr- uh, who do you play? Camp. Who do you LSU. play? LSU. Yeah. That is Moss. That is Moss. Um, no, but the problem here is this really. And I like Randy Moss actually, man. I actually really like him. I'm a big fan of Randy yeah. Moss too. Um, I mean, well, I, I like Moss over Owens, but none of them are in the same realm as Jerry Rice. Yeah. I mean, the dude had great. Look, Moss is like the greatest specialist probably of a receiver in terms of going over the top of people. He couldn't block and he, he wouldn't go over the middle. Yeah. He was, he was six one dimensional fast and he can jump and he had good hands. He was like a, a very good version of like fucking Anthony Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. No, I mean, he was good. He would stretch the defense. He was really like a freak of nature that way. But I'm right. saying like he was not going to slice a defense yeah, up and yeah. cause matchup problems no matter he would cause what? a matchup problem, but it wasn't like no matter. No, he would cause a matchup problem on a fade. Yeah. He wasn't going to yeah. cause like, he wasn't going to threaten you over the middle and you know, he wasn't going to take a shot and, and get up from it. That was not what you expected. You, 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 Randy Moss was part of a great package of players that included what Ed Reed, Jake, uh, Jake Reed. No, 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 not Ed, Ed Reed. Chris Carter, Jake, Chris Reed. Carter, Jake yeah. Reed. Um, don't forget about Matthew hatchet. Who is the running back? They played <laughs> Robert Smith. Robert Smith. Yeah. They had a potent combination there. Randy Moss was allowed to do what he did and specialize in his thing. Whereas, well, uh, I think Jerry the, the Rice, real skill is when he got old, Randy Moss was not like he was on that Niner team that went to the super bowl with uh, Kaepernick, but he was not what Jerry Rice was on the fucking on the Raiders. Jerry Rice on the Raiders was still nasty. He was still good. He wasn't a league dominant player, but he was solid. I mean, statistically, he may have been, you know, one of the league leaders. Who are we talking point. about? Rice or Rice? Dude, Jerry Rice. I mean, he was statistically, but I I don't remember him being like. Well, what did he play for? Seattle as well. Yeah, but Seattle, he was really old. Yeah. Uh, look look at his stats on the Raiders. He dude. was solid on the Raiders, dude. He's gotten multiple thousand yard seasons on the Raiders, dude. Fair point. Fair point. You can't tell me this guy was some flash in the pan on the fucking Raiders, but people are here to listen to the invitational preview, the crimson tide against Notre Dame. Patty. See, I thought we saw this horrible matchup a few years ago, Eight years back, but this is Brian Kelly's best team. I, I will argue that they're way better than the Manti Teo team. And they do have real girlfriends. I got a feeling <laughs> um, they have built the offensive yeah. line into a bunch of studs. Um, you look at this team though. I mean, Ian book, can he keep up with the Alabama offense is the question book 21 of, of three fourteen on the season, 2,600 yards, 64% completion percentage, just eight yards of completion, 15 touchdowns, two picks, Patty C that's solid. And one of the best things he does is he has 430 rushing yards and eight rushing scores. Can he keep up? with Mac Jones and, and Devonte Smith and Najee Harris and all those guys. Can they keep up? No, 
what's the key to them keeping up? I'm going to tell you the key, Patty C. First off, Kyron Williams, stud running back. And I think controlling the clock because yes. we have seen Alabama's defense, which I don't believe is as good as it's actually 31st in the country, their defense. And I don't sure. believe it is. I think that the SEC, granted, be much better than a lot of other conferences. It's not better than the ACC this particular year to me. Yeah. I think it's it's actually a little bit watered down. Yeah. They struggle from the offensive point of view. And I think there's opportunity here for Kyron Williams to get some yards, control the clock. And if they're going to, if they're going to have any success, I don't think it's going to be with Javon McKinley and Ben Skowronek. I think it's the tight ends, Michael Mayer and Tommy tremble. I think they might have an angle there, but who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? At the end of the day, Bama's offense is absolute fire. I mean, what's the key to success defensively for the Irish for the Irish? Yeah. I mean, I would think uh, keep the explosive, huge plays from happening and make them earn make it. Najee Harris do it. Yeah. Make it, make them make Mac Jones. I mean, and Mac Jones will do it. Alabama is going to score. Yeah. <laughs> There's no stopping it. You know, it, you want to hold them closer to 40 instead of let them get, get up into that high fifties range. And if you can get them under 40, then you have a chance in the game, um, especially because their defense tends to give up yards against decent offenses. Granted, those two offenses that they've given up yards against have been far more explosive than what Notre Dame brings to the table. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that though. I mean, if you look at the top offenses in the country, right? I got a smack in front of my face, right? Ole Miss is at three who put up 49, I believe 48. 48 okay. Yeah. Uh, on Bama, Bama actually has the current number five offense. And then Florida, who's got the number nine offense, despite them getting blown out by Oklahoma at the moment. They have like 40 players out of that game. Yeah. But Florida put up 46 against Alabama. You so you're right. Two top 10 offense, but here's the problem is they haven't played the, the, they haven't played a top 30 offense besides them. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, a and M finished. What the reason why they finished in the mid 33, 34. I'm, I'm seeing. Okay. Um, uh, but Notre Dame is sitting there at 22. Can they find a way Patty C to keep that offense going? Hmm. I will say that surprisingly, um, I don't know if it's following a bell curve model here or not, but the, the top 10 and specifically like the top seven offenses in college football produce so many more yards, even than like the teams in a 15 to 25 range. Yeah. Um, over a hundred more yards often. So, um, will Notre Dame get into that scoring range of the high forties with their offense that a doesn't have true home runner. I mean, uh, Kyron Williams is a home run hitter, but they don't have speedsters at the wideout position. Yeah, that's so, why I say you got to milk those tight ends. I think they might yeah. have an advantage there. If Notre Dame can pound Alabama's defensive front, which is a huge if, but I don't, I do think that, you know, Alabama's defensive. I mean, I don't know how susceptible it is. Supposedly Alabama's weakness is in their defensive backfield. Obviously they've given up big yeah, points. Still so. Patrick Sertan jr. They still got players though, man. Yeah. But, but I do think it's almost like you said, you've, you've long lobbied that if they go to these, you know, high octane offenses, weaken your defense. Yeah. Obviously you get less used to, uh, tackling in practice. And now defensively, 
uh, we mentioned Bama's 31st. Notre Dame is 20th. Advantage Irish. Um, uh, do I think that the level of competition plays into that? Probably a little bit. I think Alabama is facing better offenses in the I, SEC. I than disagree heavily that Alabama is fa- facing better offenses. Yeah. Then, uh, well, Notre Dame has faced I just proved it. You said Notre Dame's the offenses they've faced are ukulele, as you call them, Clemson with ukulele but he still threw for like 500 yards. Oh yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. <laughs> this dude was like, he's probably going to be a Heisman finalist. But in check a year us out. Two. Check us out. Here's my point here. Yeah. Uh, Alabama's played Ole Miss and Florida. They're the two top 10 offense. So there's no arguing that Notre Dame's gotten Florida or Clemson twice, which is a top 10 offense. North Carolina's number four. And don't forget Louisville 28 top 30 offense. And then right at 32 is Virginia tech, which is one spot behind. Oh no, that's all. Uh, and Miami's 33. So they're ahead of a and M Virginia tech and Miami are ahead of a and M wake forest is one spot behind a and M, but that game didn't happen. College football didn't want that the game to happen. Interesting. Um, so the ACC's offenses have been better than the SEC's. Okay, so maybe Notre Dame's used to seeing the likes of Alabama. <laughs> I or, still think Alabama's going to fuck, fuck them up, regardless. But yeah, I just I just, just just stat checking here. If Notre Dame can get ten to fifteen chunks of yardage in the running game and allow Ian Book to. <clears throat> have time in the pocket because Alabama's focused on stopping the run. Then that offense, which is more, you know, based on matriculating the ball down the field at a slower pace, as opposed to hitting home runs, um, that offense can work. They, they can settle in, they can chew the clock like they need to, and they can keep Alabama from lighting up the scoreboard. Here's another angle for you. If you're a Notre Dame backer, they have the 20th ranked defense, right? Yeah. Notre Dame has faced um, other teams. Clemson has the sixth best current defense in college football. Right? Yeah. And Pitt is a top 25 defense, right? Mm-hmm. So they've faced multiple teams with uh, good defenses where Bama has faced one A&M charting at 11. And that was in week two. Yeah. So is there an angle there? No, I mean, Georgia's at 14 too. So I guess it's a wash. Uh, you're saying Notre Dame has faced tougher defenses this yeah. far throughout the year. They have. Ah, I mean, um, I, I mean, look, I'm not saying they definitely have. I'm saying based on statistically yes, speaking. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's as relevant as what we know about these teams. Generally speaking, that said, uh, the sec is down defensively. I don't think there's much disputing that. But does that mean it's worse than the ACC? Because typically the SEC. I, well, I, I argue that the ACC actually with Notre Dame in, I thought was the best conference this particular year. I don't think that will be. I the mean, case you have a very year. strong argument. Yeah. I think Clemson and Alabama. If you had to favor Alabama, it would be like by a very thin margin again. Again, this I favor year. Bama there. I think it's the middle of the well, ACC. Well, certainly, I mean, right, right below that, Notre Dame versus who? A and M. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's a better team than A and M. Um, I think Notre Dame is a better team than Florida. I think, I think Notre Mark- Dame's a better team than Georgia. If you're, t- if you're looking at the entirety of the season and even right now, even no, right now, no, I would take, I would bet heavy money with JT Daniels. Dude, at the helm. JT Daniels at the helm managed to beat 
Mississippi State by what? what seven. Was his first start. How many stars does he have? Two, three? I think three or four, yeah. Well, forgive me for not buying hook, line, and sinker that this but team Ian Book has beat turned Louisville the by five. You want to you want to nitpick? And that was in South Bend, buddy. Fair enough. I'm I'm just saying, I test, buddy. I'm not sold that Georgia is. I am. Have you seen what they've done? Better since? than Notre Dame. I would. I would. They, they, well, first off, they played the, the previous two years and they beat them. It's true, <laughs> but this isn't the same Georgia. And JT Daniels is better a better throwing quarterback than Fromm and and Stetson Bennett put together. Yeah. Although I will say Notre Dame's like what you've just admitted yourself. They're the be- yeah, they're the best team. The, the that- best team that Brian Kelly's fielded so far, and this is not Kirby Smart's strongest team. And they, they'd be a perfect team to see in the Cheez It Bowl. Who uh, Notre Dame? Uh, Notre Dame. Oh gosh, you're not giving uh, <laughs> the team proper respect. Uh, when you look at Alabama as an offense, Mac Jones, I, I think completely underrated. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's something about the genericness of the name Mac Jones, the 32 touchdowns, four interceptions. The fact that the last few Alabama quarterbacks to a uh, Jalen hurts have been both more spectacular athletes and produced similarly gaudy numbers makes you wonder if Mac Jones isn't just a product of the system or whether he is just a miraculous third consecutive quarterback with NFL starting potential. He's completing 77% of his passes. Just about. I do think Alabama 11 and a half yards of completion. Alabama's just developing the hell out of some quarterbacks right now. He yeah. looks good when you see him. I mean, they're the, the, the physical uh, tools don't jump off the screen. He looks a little bit like a game manager, but um, he hits his deep passes. You know, he's I on like time. His deep ball, dude. Yeah. I like his, he deep carries ball. out his yeah. face. Well, he's crafty. I think he could turn into a pretty good pro quarterback, you know, in All the right. right situation. We talked about the keys though. I mean, look, we can go through, through Alabama's roster, Najee Harris, Brian Rob- Robinson, great running backs. Uh, Devonte Smith, John Mechie. I mean, they had Jalen Waddle. That's what's crazy. They're doing this without Jalen Waddle. Slade Bolden also gets in there. Miller Forstall at tight end. But um, let's just what's what's the key for Bama to win this game? Mm, just throw the ball deep and torch Notre Dame over the I would top. Say just stop the Notre Dame run game. That too. That you too. win if you stop the toughen up in the trenches. I mean. Ian book is going to find Michael Mayer, you know, X amount of times, but um, let me see who else Notre Dame's receding re- leading receivers here are. Oh uh, gosh. Notre Dame's I have them right here. Okay. Uh, hold on there. They're from an offensive standpoint. Javon McKinley's got 40 receptions, 637 yards or 697 yards. Him and Michael Mayer second on the team, 35 receptions. Um, and then Scourneck, which is a, which sounds like a fucking hot dog in Chicago. <laughs> That's who I'm thinking right? of, Scourneck. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty solid. Um, was he the transfer that came from what Northwestern? He is not gonna do anything against Alabama, dude. Um, he's he's got a little deceptive speed, and he's got good size. And if Ian Book can buy time in the pocket, I wonder though. If Alabama's defensive line isn't because Ian book has a little thing he does where he just really starts overdoing the amount of dancing that he does in and out of the pocket 
you know, which normally I would think is a pretty good thing. And I, I don't mind it so much, but I do think that you can't afford to do that. <laughs> oh man. Oklahoma horrible tackling by Florida. That defense is <laughs> Oklahoma trash. torching Florida right now. I think that uh, you can, I mean, when, when you face a solid pass rush or a really good pass rush, you can't be over dancing like Ian book tends to do. And you're going to find yourself uh, getting flushed out of the pocket and getting run down and getting sacked. And I would expect to see plenty of that this coming week. All right. I'm, I'm on the site right now. Circus sports saying right now that the Irish are catching 20, exactly 20. It's ridiculous. I don't think it's that ridiculous because I actually think here's my prediction. Yeah. Bama's going to be up 28 at one point in that game. Well, here's the thing. Notre Dame's going to backdoor it. Maybe the fact that LSU late in the season seemed to become a, a team that lived up to their talent level a little more, um, even though obviously not fully, but beating Florida at the end of the season was a decent look. And then the fact that Alabama rolled them so thoroughly 45 to what? Seven uh, in the first half. Um, I think, uh, to believe that Alabama wouldn't be capable of doing something similar against Notre Dame might be a little bit naive. Um, they beat them 55 to 17 in Baton Rouge. Yeah. What was the first half? And um, I don't even know that your statement holds water at LSU being better in the second half of the season. Well, they won some, they certainly improved their record. <laughs> <laughs> they beat L- uh, they beat Florida 37, 34, and they beat Ole Miss in the swamp 53 to 48. Defense is awful. The, the terrible defense and uh, a trend um, in the SEC, like we've pointed out before on previous podcasts. But um, I do think uh, Alabama has the potential to, if they decide to really turn it on, because we don't know. Like we've seen Alabama pushed by Ole Miss and pushed by uh, Florida to an extent. I think Ole Miss is probably the I mean, undisputedly well, that, but they went gimmicky. They Ole went Miss? no huddle the whole day. They were calling yeah. hike at like 34 seconds. Lane lane definitely had it dialed in for that game. Um, I don't think we're going to see something similar out of Notre Dame. I do think that uh, there's going to be a better level of discipline. And I think that the, the score in the uh, Clemson game was misleading in the ACC championship because Notre Dame wasn't finishing drives. Um, and I think they were able to get down the field pretty well early on. And then once they didn't capitalize, they missed like a chip shot field goal. Um, they would get sacked on third and five when they were uh, almost in field goal range forced to punt. But did Clemson call off the dogs a little bit too? Couldn't you make they did a little bit? Yeah. I think so. And so that, that 34 to what? 10, 34 to 14, whatever 34 it is, 10. 34 to 10 score could have easily been 41 to 10. If uh, Clemson had stayed aggressive into the fourth quarter. Um, but I do think that early on is going to be the key to this game because Notre Dame is not built to be a team that comes from behind. Um, if they can, you know, they, move they, the if chains, they win that toss, get the kick. Yeah. If they, they can win the field like position, battle, drive. <laughs> if they can win the field position battle and, and not give Alabama short fields and not give Alabama you know, can complete control of the clock, then Notre Dame can find themselves in that game and they, they won't lose the momentum. And I think Notre Dame mentally is a team that needs to be in a game in order to, because so, 
they were playing well against Clemson. And then when Clemson opened the floodgates just opened up, Notre Dame didn't have an answer for it. Uh, so you're taking the 20. I am taking the 20. I am taking the 22. I'm seeing this one as like a, uh, give me a 38, 21 final score, but I'm going to have this one at like 35 to seven at one point. And you think Notre Dame cleans it up? I think they do. I could see easily see exactly what you're describing yeah. happening. Uh, and I even think it might be like 14, seven at one point. And then Bama is going to just rally just yeah. And it's 35, seven, just throw some bombs, throw a little tunnel. And then screen. they bring in the B team and they had a field goal late and it's 38 to, to 21. Cause Notre Dame gets two touchdowns in the fourth. It's probably what will happen. I'm not going to sit here. I mean, but we still cover. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, it just makes me a little sick, you know? Well, yeah, but well, this game makes me sick. All right. Dude, yeah. I, I, from a, from a watch, from a viewing standpoint, this is like, if I was to give every game a star rating on whether I want to see it, yeah, it'd be a one star. Yeah. Maybe two. I'll give it actually two because one star is like North Texas against Houston Baptist. Right. Right. Where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. This one is a two I mean, star. If, if I wasn't really like not so secretly rooting for Notre Dame and uh, you know, if I didn't predict them from the beginning of the season to kind of have a title run in their uh, future, then I would not be as interested in this game because if I'm being intellectually honest here, it doesn't look good for Notre Dame. Yeah. And it doesn't look good for the sport. Uh, but anyway, give me the Irish and the 28. I am not going to personally bet this game at least until maybe around kickoff. If this goes up to t- over 21, I'm taking it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, give me the Irish in the play here. That's the play from the database. That's the play for Patty. See, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, we handicap every single division one college football, college basketball game. Make sure you subscribe. We've been doing it for over four years. Me, Patty C NC Nick picking every game. We release them all on a spreadsheet on at sports We also have are way over 500 on our locks and we do that all for free guys for free four years. It's not a flash in the pan. We make you money. It's a fact. So you might as well check that out. Um, uh, please, if you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. And make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. I am at the Colby D that's T H E C O L B Y D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C a three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are part of the sports gambling podcast. They're available on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, as well. Awesome stuff they're doing there. This is the College Invitational Preview on the College Experience. You better start thinking about yours. Take the Irish and the 20. 